Welcome to the Dogsthorpe Infant School, part of Hampton Academy's Trust. It's time to dream, believe, and shine. This is your captain speaking. We've been cleared for departure. Okay, Eddie, start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. listening to Launchpad. One of the most important lessons that the past two years of the pandemic has taught us all is how important wellness and well-being is to our minds and our bodies. This is just as important to children as it is to adults. One way that we can encourage children in their well-being is through the use of yoga. One resource that does this is michitich.co.uk. Michi the monkey takes children on an adventure through yoga poses, stories and games. Award-winning sessions to both stimulate and enhance learning from birth through to age 12. The mental and physical benefits of this fun activity are wide-ranging and extensive. Exercising in this way can help little ones with sleep patterns, digestion and the immune system, and it boosts their self-esteem, attention span, concentration, coordination and communication. We welcome Avril O'Brien onto the Dogsthorpe Infant School podcast to tell us more about it. I've done yoga for many, many years, and um, I shan't let you on how old I am, but I'm uh, I'm cracking on a bit now. <laughs> but I had a um, a very, very busy life for twenty years in IT. Um, managing a big team, um, and yoga always brought me through. Um, I then had my two girls, um, who are now 18 and 16. (gasps) Don't they grow up quickly? And then, um, I had a huge operation on my left leg, which was supposed to take about 18 months. Unfortunately, eight years later, I was still in and out of wheelchair, um, crutches, back to the wheelchair again. Um, but after eight years, um, I was discharged totally from hospital. Most unfortunately, they said I would walk with a limp for the rest of my life. Um, and I thought, no, I won't. <laughs> mm, so mm. Um, after going back to my beloved yoga, which I hadn't been able to do for a very long time, um, six months later, I was walking properly again. Um, mm. I knew again yoga had brought me through. So having already had all of this time off with the girls, I thought, you know, I love the, you know, being off with the girls, something, I need to find something where I can have the school holidays, looked at lots of different options. And then I thought, goodness me, I love yoga, have a passion for yoga and, you know, children, now that I've got mine, I've realized I love being around children. So let's go for it. So I actually trained as an instructor initially, and that must have been my 
12, maybe 13 years ago. Time passes so fast. And um, in 2015, um, the owner of the company whom I had um, trained with, which was Michi Tit Yoga, Michelle, asked me if I would like to purchase the business. So that's what I did. I went ahead and I purchased Michi Tit Yoga, a baptism of fire, as you can imagine. Um, but, oh, what a ride mm. the last seven years have been. Um, so obviously my passion for yoga has taken the direction with the company into looking at how we could extend our offering and what I could bring to the company, what age groups we were looking at. And we've now taken the sessions into nurseries, schools. Only last night I was with two uniform groups, a beaver group and a cub group last night, um, which was great fun. Um, You know, it's always amazing when the teachers or the leaders of these groups, you know, at the end, and I had, you know, 25 boys all lying down, relaxing on the floor. And, you know, our Kayla couldn't believe it. <laughs> he was mm. absolutely amazed. Um, but if you have the right attitude to working with children and the passion to want to pass on these skills to children, you know, the it's endless. Um, we have a belief that if we teach them from a very, very young age, the self-care that they need to be resilient to move on through their life, these skills last right through to adulthood. Mm. So being able to um, calm your emotions, understand and recognize your emotions and how to deal with them. Things like breathing, relaxation exercises. You know, a lot of people say, oh, especially in schools, I do come up against it, Dave, where people say, oh, we don't particularly want to do meditation in school. I don't call it meditation with children. I call it relaxation techniques because things like breathing, giving them visualizations, you know, something as simple as walking through a forest, to me, they can, it's like reading a book, isn't it? It's like taking you into another world, expanding your mind. And that's what I see as relaxation. I tell these children when they're sat at their desk, if they're struggling with a piece of work, take that breath and go to somewhere I have told them about, whether it be the beach, up a mountain, just for a couple of minutes. To mm. breathe and imagine that coming back into that space so lifts their minds and hearts that they are that little bit more connected to what they're doing in the classroom. Um, I mean, some of the schools I personally have been working in, I've been working with for five or six years. So I've seen the children go through each year group, you know, starting right from nursery or reception, starting off with breathing, do some yoga, ending with that relaxation. But obviously, as you say, key stage one, sort of nursery and reception, we do stories um, and then we help them to, I like to tie it into the curriculum as well. So only yesterday, 
um, what the one of the classes was doing about um, the desert and the animals there. So we brought that into yoga and we did those poses, the lizard and, you know, the cactus trees. And we did all of that through yoga using those poses. The children got to write those poses down, look at the pictures of them. And then we did our relaxation and the relaxation was about, you know, lying down, feeling the sun through your fingers. And that was a whole experience. You know, it was only half an hour, Dave, but Maya transported the children in their body because they were doing the moves, but in their mind as well, you know, and you could see in their faces, they thoroughly enjoyed it. Teacher was taking that back to class with them. So a whole ex immersive experience for the mm. children. Brilliant. You know, the young children sometimes are quite difficult to engage. So to engage them in a story and particularly children with special educational needs, you see them really engage with you when they can see what's happening. They can feel the story and they're much more engaged and do the poses um, so a whole, as I say, a whole immersive experience. But as the children get older, you know, in the in junior school, they like to think they're sort of young adults now, don't they? Mm, you know? mm. And um, so we tend to use that as a little bit more of a, a learning about the, what we call our postures, our poses. We teach them different breaths to use um, because they're more understanding at this point and at this age. Um, so they learn how to be confident with their peers because it's a non-competitive sport. And that's very important these days, isn't it? You know, there is so much competition out there for children. Um, but to be in a classroom where we're all working together, we're doing joint work or teamwork, but really getting them to help each other, understand who is good at which poses and can help out with others, their balance poses, that is great teamwork. You know, we, um, we've just done our, our Winter Olympics session. Of course, bringing the Olympic sports into it, talking about it. Um, you know, they were going home wanting to watch the sports, which is great in itself. But to bring that team element in and for them to choose poses that they felt looked like skiing, they felt look, looked like tobogganing, was absolutely superb. Yeah. Um, and I suppose all of that, that's what brought about me writing our yoga book, um, our, bringing our yoga cards into it, because they're something tangible. They can see, they can hold the yoga cards, they can lay them out, choose what they like. Um, so the resources that come along with those sessions are just as important. You also mention on the on your website that you you go literally from birth. So do, so does that mean working with babies as well? Could it you tell us does. How, how does how does that work? Could you just explain that for young mums of who are listening? Course. Yes, of course. Um, you know. As I say, my girls are older now, so to be able to get to those little babies and have that little hold has been absolutely wonderful. Obviously, during the pandemic, we all miss that. Yeah. And one of the groups of people that really miss that was new mums. You know, they were giving birth, they were at home, they couldn't get out, and 
you know, that can lead to lots of um, mental health issues in itself. Um, so what we like to do is to bring new mums and babies together from birth um, into lovely groups where they feel they can talk about their experiences. They love to talk about where baby is up to now. And what the classes entail is a really nice, gentle massage for baby at the beginning. It's always nice to keep the routine and then baby knows what's coming because obviously they learn from this young age. Lots of contact with, with mum or dad. Dads love to come along as well and or grandparents um, and have that bonding, that connection with baby. We then move on to very gentle poses with baby. So we will have hold of little one's ankles or wrists and gently moving the little one just to stop. We don't want little one to do anything before they are ready. So we're not rolling them over before they're ready. We're giving them the strength and the movement so that when they're ready to do it, they're much more confident in doing it. Mm. What you will often find with little ones, if they roll over they'll cry because they've never done it before and they don't know how to get back. Mm, <laughs> so mm. what we're doing is simply giving that confidence, giving that strength for them to do. Of course, we bring in a number of little props for, for parents to use with nice sensory um, feelings to use with little one. But as I say, it is around that really lovely connection with the adult, with the parent and moving baby on to feelings confident and strong. Lots of song, lots of rhymes. Um, I think at one point rhymes seemed to be sort of filtering out a little. I was finding in classes that the adults didn't really know some of the rhymes I knew from when I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, so I love to bring them all back in. And what I get now is um, mum saying to me, oh, Avril, can you send me that? I love that one. You know, so mm -hmm. uh, yes, we have mm -hmm. our little books of rhymes for people to learn. Um, and then we have a lovely gentle walk around and then a nice relax for mum and baby at the end. Now, as baby progresses into a, a mobile baby, <laughs> trying to keep 10 little ones sat on mum's lap doesn't work at all. Yeah. So what we're looking there for is to bring the fun element in, mum supporting little one while they're doing their little tree pose. And of course, all of that training is there for mum and for them to take those things home too so that they can practice them at home and have fun with their little ones. Mm, brilliant. When we get to our preschool age, you're looking to bring in elements of sharing and working together so that when they're ready to go into nursery or school, they're a little bit more used to routine. You know, and we find that the schools do say, oh, we can tell this is a, this has been a Mitchy Titch baby, you know. <laughs> mm. we've, we've seen all of this, you know, mm. come through our school. So that's great, mm. really mm. brilliant. And, and what I like about what you offer and having looked at extensively at your website, what I like about it is there's there's a lot of ignorance when it comes to yoga, and yeah. um, and people who've not come across it before often think of just primarily of, of the positions like the lotus position and think, oh goodness, I'll never get to that, you know, rather than see it as a as a body, mind, and soul exercise of literally meditation um, and for those of you listening who have not got 
may be mobile in your legs and maybe not be able to get onto the floor in the way that you may think about yoga, then um, you can you can do yoga sitting on a chair, can't you, Avril? Of course you can. You can do... This is what I say to the children in school as well. And I teach the teachers how to do classroom yoga. So, you know, if teachers feeling that um, you know, the volume's going up in class or maybe we've had a wet break, so we've had to stay in, haven't been able to run off, all of that pent up feeling. So we say, let's do some chair yoga. Very, very simple. Um, or let's put our chairs into our desk and have a stand for a moment and have a stretch. Um, I do a group a, a yoga uh, session with a group of ladies, um, and we have all different abilities in that group. And we do poses where some ladies are standing, holding support, some ladies are sitting. Um, but it's that mobility, Dave. It's keeping the joints moving, keeping them flexible. Um, you know, the oldest lady I do yoga with is 88 now. And, right, you know, right. she's sitting in her chair, but she's got her legs moving, her mm-hmm. arms moving. And mm. that is what it's about. Absolutely. It's about, you know, feeling that inner strength I put it down to. And that's what brought me through when I was unable to walk. It's believing in what you wish to do, what you want to do, and knowing that you can get there. Um, And that breathing and teaching, whoever it is you're teaching, I know I teach children primarily, but to have that inner calm. We have online resources as well. Um, we, I think we've always had them, Dave, but obviously the pandemic threw everybody into this new age of technology and recording. Um, and I initially did it for my baby and toddler groups because mums were at home. They'd already met in their groups and wanted to keep that going. So that's how it started for us, really. Um, I was doing online sessions. The mums would have a little chat. We'd do some massage and moves with the children. When it got to the toddlers, we'd probably keep their attention for about 10 minutes. <laughs> and then off they'd run. And then... Um, Our local brownies group asked us if we could still do some sessions with them online. And this is how it began to grow. So we extended our offering online um, because we have lots of recordings of yoga stories on there, not just me reading, which I do do. There's lots, especially on our YouTube channel, there's lots of story, bedtime story readings, um, mindfulness readings, beautiful stories um, about health and well being, um, but also actually me doing yoga with these stories. So I received a lot of books from children's authors um, and I created created yoga stories out of them i still have a whole raft of books that i'm working my way through from authors and creating yoga stories but also there are five minute mindfulness sessions there are you know a little 10 minute yoga stretch session they're all available either through our youtube or through our website i have some schools just signed up to 
um, our website offering because we can tailor it to what they want, mm -hmm. um, whether it be just mindfulness sessions or a mixture or just a particular age group. And as I said earlier, maybe they are working on something in school and would like us to create something to work in with that curriculum yeah. um, subject. And we will do that specifically for that school. Where can people go to uh, get hold of your resources and or hopefully book you for, for a session? Yes, definitely. Well, there's lots of ways to get a hold of us. Um, our website, um, www.michitich.co.uk. On all of the social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we are simply at Michitich Yoga. Brilliant. And if you want to contact us, you can contact us through enquiries at michitich.co.uk. So everything's Michitich, you can't, you can't miss us. Um, so yes, you're able to, to email us. You can book us for um, author visits um, because obviously I, I wrote our Michitich all around the world book as well. Mm -hmm. um, world Book Day was a great day to explore our book. Um, that session is also online on YouTube. You'll be able to find that. Right. Um, so yes, lots of ways of contacting us and always willing to discuss your requirements um, and move things forward for you. Or if you want advice on how to use these um, resources in school, then by all means, very very welcome to contact me and we can have that chat and so another great show comes to an end eddie and captain dave thank you all for listening to their show tune in again soon when eddie's launch pad will be waiting to take you and your children on another exciting learning journey to dream believe and shine <laughs>